This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know how to tell you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. Hello. All right. Today, the day after the Super Bowl, we will be talking about Cobra. Hey, I'm Cobra. Starring <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Brigitte Nielsen, and... Nobody. <laughs> Nobody else. Art, Art Lafleur. Poppy. Played, played the, the babe oh. in Sandlot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, that was Poppy? Yeah, that was Poppy, his partner. I knew it was him, but I was like, there's no way it's him. For some reason, like, I, that's what I kept thinking of, but I didn't think it was him, and I didn't bother looking it up. But And the guy at the very beginning uh, who shoots up the grocery store, I'm pretty sure that's like a Edward James Almost's brother or something. <laughs> he's, he's got the face or the skin. Yeah, he's got the seal, the seal skin. <laughs> All right, um, before we get into our list, uh, I know, Alex, you picked this. Is there anything you want to discuss first off before we hit our list? Uh, no, this movie was a lot different than I remember. <laughs> it threw me for a little bit of a loop, pleasantly. So, yeah. It was uh, worse than I remembered. So. <laughs> and I've never seen it before, so this is the first time, and it was better than I thought. I'm not saying it was good. <laughs> better than I thought. The key to happiness is low expectations. <laughs> mm-hmm. And beer. And nah. beer beer lots of it all right well then let's just get uh right into our list alex since this is your topic lead us what is your fifth worst moment of this movie chief it's age we're gonna start with the ground running here start start the ground running yeah start with the ground running (laughs) oh jeebus the the awful well first of all crow a huge piece of shit for he there's a dude already parked in a spot, and what does he do? He just uses his car to push the other car out of the way to make a to make a space for his car. It's like, dude, really? First of all, dick move. Second of all, <laughs> the freaking the awful cholo that comes out to defend his honor, spineless for one. For two, he doesn't even use Mexican cuss words correctly, which is really why he's on this fucking list. He used them like I use them. God, I know. <laughs> Jingle Short... dick, cabrón. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually proper. But yeah. <laughs> he just goes up to him and says, hey, what do you think you're doing, pinche? He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not a quick lesson. That's not how you use pinche. Pinche is like an, uh, an adjective. It's something that you add on to something else to make uh, a bigger emphasis. Like fucking shit or fucking asshole or fucking piece of crap. Yeah, I was like, you what use... are you doing, fucking yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And then, he, and then uh, we're going to touch on these later, but Stallone just goes, hey, you should smoke, this is bad for your health. And he rips the joint out of his mouth, and then he just rips his shirt, and then he walks away. What? <laughs> and the dude doesn't pull a knife, doesn't try to defend himself or anything. Ugh, terrible. The worst part about that is that he's a cop. He could have just flashed his badge, <laughs> and they would have moved. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Guess that's why he's on the zombie squad. Yeah. 
<laughs> with his swank beachside apartment. I'm pretty sure even back in 1986 that that apartment still would have been way more money than he had uh, working the zombie squad. Oh, Cobra well, Eddie was on the take. He was yeah. stealing money from every <laughs> bus left and right. Just the that would have made that, it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would have made it a much more interesting movie. Yeah, well, he has a high uh, match budget. <laughs> but that's my number five, that awful Cholo actor. Do your research, Holmes. All right. Scott, you want to go next, or do you want me to go? Uh, you go ahead. All right. His jeans were too blue, and he wore them too high. <laughs> Bugged me. But they started way above his belly button. Yeah. Seriously, well, by the time he has his gun in there, it's like hitting him in his pecs, man. The thing, I don't know. He's dressed all black, like black glasses, black jacket, and he's got these bright blue mommy jeans on. Yeah. And they're up to his <laughs> belly button, and the gun's past it. He was wearing his Oshkoshes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, man. There's lots of wrong with this, but I had, that was the first thing. As soon as I turned it on, I started writing notes, and that was the first thing. I'm like, what the hell's up with his pants? <laughs> So. I don't know how he could fit his gun in there. <laughs> that must have been like one of those prop guns that's only like half a gun, so you can only see the top half poking out of the paints. They were tailored jeans. Yeah. <laughs> that was awful. That Co- gun was awful. Cobra's pants, my number five. <laughs> Cobra pants. <laughs> Scott. My number five uh, is the rampant incompetence of all the police in this movie. Starting with Cobretti himself. <laughs> so they they have a a squad that they just send out to like shake people down, but I, it starts in the very beginning when the guys holding the supermarket hostage. They have the they clearly show the SWAT team outside, and the the chief says go get the Cobra, and so they just send in one dude. Like, wouldn't it have been better to send in the SWAT team? I'm just saying, like. <laughs> I, I I didn't didn't get that them uh, later on in the movie saying oh yeah we'll just let him go maybe he'll take the murderers with him when he's taking their only witness out of town <laughs> with no information yeah. it's just oh my god and and on and on uh, it, it was way worse in this movie than most movies about, and there wasn't even really a stupid chief there was like a stupid uh, like side guy. Um, which I'll get to a little bit, talk a little bit more later. No, but, but yeah, it was... to my number three. I'll bring it up. Hey, that whatever, not chief, but the other bad, the big cop. He's from some baseball thing, and I couldn't put him. Uh, he's either in like Naked Gun or League of Their Own. You know what I'm talking? Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? He was like, I kind of thought he was the stupid chief. I, I was just saying that he was the babe in the Sandlot. Oh, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at my notes. Get the babies. The Heroes get remembered, Bambino. but legends never die. Okay, but that's not what I mean. He has the dream about Babe Ruth. Okay, that could be him. Because I was going to say he reminds me of Babe Ruth, but I thought that was John Goodman. But you said Sandlot, so maybe that's it. <laughs> Art Lefeu. Move along. Move along. Mm-hmm. Alex. My number four is, yeah, that shopping, shopping, uh, grocery store thing. 
It's awful. <laughs> First of all, he's trying to sneak in there. There are hostages right by the entrance where Cabretti goes in, and the dude only has, like, a shotgun, which presumably, I mean, I'll give him some credit, and maybe he has some slugs in there, but if it's birdshot or something that spreads... It was birdshot in the entire movie. Oh, jeebus H. I mean, dude, just... Just walk out the door. Just start running. That dude started running, <laughs> and then he got shot. It's like, no way. He was already like sixty feet away from him. That would yeah, like, no. It would it would sting like jacket. a bitch, and they would it would take him like three days to pull the pellets out. <laughs> but you'd still be running out the door. Yeah. But no, his guts got shot out through his chest. Like, ugh. Are you sure and about that, Scott? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a sixty foot running start, and let me shoot you with a shotgun. No, no, no. It would fucking suck. But I'm saying <laughs> yes. like. But he'd be alive. Yeah, but he would have dropped at least. Scott said he would have ran out of the door. I don't know about that. No, nah, he he would have dropped, but then gotten up and gotten out of the door for fear of dying. No, it's funny. I thought the same thing when I saw it, but I just don't. We're trivializing it a little bit. It's, I don't yeah, think you well, could walk out well, of the store. Well, shut up. But shotguns are magic in this movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, magic yeah. They make explosions happen. <laughs> they shoot people from hundreds yards away. Yeah. Okay, but is that limited to this movie or eighties action movies in general? It's 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 pretty bad, but in this movie, it's really bad. Oh, like, they set the the benchmark for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the worst part of this whole scene is that Cobretti is like, oh, he takes ducks and cover. First of all, worst stealth ever. <laughs> He's just running everywhere with his loud ass boots. But he goes and he hides behind some. Coors that have just been sitting out, not even in the fridge area. It takes one and takes a sip. Ugh. Regular Coors. That's gross. Nope. Yeah. By the way, I, 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 so, apologies if this is on somebody's list, but the product placement <laughs> is pretty fucking despicable in this movie. It is. I'll, I'll get to more about that. It's not on my list, but it's ugh. It's so, so bad. The Coors... Uh, and it goes on and on. There's Coke and Pepsi in this movie. I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah. I like why I didn't like it, but when he when he first goes into that place, I mean, he shoots up everything except any people. I mean, he's just blowing the shit out of it. It was like Gallagher yeah. there, shooting watermelons. And... <laughs> yeah, no, in a way, it was kind of like, as so this movie's all about the, the worst criminals, uh, the, the biggest sickos, and it's really not that violent. <laughs> Yeah. Other than like them, the camera cutting away as the main villain cuts people. Uh, yeah, like it was kind of ballless when it came to something like that. Mm. This is this is before ratings, right? Or was this right around the? Well, there was always well, there was ratings, but maybe not PG thirteen. Yeah. But um, well, that reminded me of two things. One is like yeah, when he first came in, and this is the beginning of the movie. Well, let me go back. My parents wouldn't let me watch this movie when it first came out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw this in the theaters. <laughs> I remember I wanted to watch it because I was a kid and I wanted to watch every Stallone and uh, Schwarzenegger movie. And they wouldn't. I guess they heard it was too violent or something like that. So I always had this stigma in my mind that it was a really violent movie. But then I also heard later on that it sucked, so I never watched it. And so, we wa- so when I turned it on this week, when I watched it, and that scene happened and he comes into a a public place, you know, store, and he's, and you know, you hear about all these stories that happen now in real life with people shooting stuff up. I was like, oh man, this is probably what's going to happen. And then when he starts shooting watermelons and everything else but people, that's why I, I, was, I started laughing. I was like, my parents wouldn't let me see this. 
<laughs> they let me see RoboCop for fuck's sake, and they wouldn't let me watch this fucking thing. <laughs> That's someone getting shot in the dick. Yeah, a guy getting melted yeah. in toxic ways. Like, what the? So, I don't know. That was just something that, as I was watching it, was I started laughing. I probably shouldn't be laughing, but I was. And he looked like Edward James, almost his brother. My number four is so okay, I had that on my list. I'm gonna take it off now since you said it. Um The product placement? No, the uh the shoot up the grocery store. Uh Jesus. I had a couple plot ones. Alright. I I addressed his jeans. Now the stupid matchstick and sunglasses were dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> Especially the matchstick. Whoa and it was changing sides of his mouth the whole fucking movie, like Sure, he could switch it, but I don't think it was that. It was just him. No. Uh. Well, they they did that just like it light a fucking guy on fire at the end of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was nice. <laughs> you saw it, I was like, oh, I can't wait for him to light this thing and say, you know, fire to you, which doesn't even make any <laughs> fucking sense. Fire but... <laughs> <For> you. <laughs> You're fired. But see, that's an Arnold light, so I don't know what he would have done, but uh, I oh, just... I'll tell you what he did. Uh, I... I will have more to say about the sunglasses later. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, yeah. The, the, the matchstick more than the sunglasses, but they both. His just whole look. I guess maybe I should have combined this into one thing. His entire look was just ridiculous. I, I, I you know what, Jeff? I thought about that, but I had to, I had to break it up. Yeah. So, all right, matchstick slash sunglasses, Alex. Mm-hmm. I mean Scott. So whatever. For we, we've kind of already talked about this. The. The gun he had holstered pointed directly at his dick. <laughs> like, who does that? Like, doesn't make any sense. Like, it, like it, it already doesn't make sense in movies where they just like tuck it in, like, in the in the belt, like from behind or on the side or something like that. But this, it's like pointed right at his dick, and the gun is ridiculous with the stupid cobra on it. <laughs> and he likes to twirl it. It's basically his dick. It's like an extension of his dick. Yeah. Like, and it's not subtle at all. It's and his like, name is Cobra. Yeah, so, like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, is his dick supposed to spit venom out? Like, I don't... I, it, it doesn't make any sense. And it's stupid. And I hate it. And they do close-ups on it. <laughs> like, we don't get the point. In yeah, case we cool. missed... In case he, we missed him shooting. Like, Cobra. almost shooting himself in the dick for 90 minutes. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Yes. I wonder I wonder if it was, like, the director's idea or if it was Stallone's idea. Hey. Like, some, somebody on the... <laughs> Somebody was doing too much coke that day and thought, oh, it'll be awesome if we we have him shove a gun next to his dick for the entire movie. I don't know. I, I will not have you badmouth George P. Cosmatos. <laughs> oh, and by the way, that guy directed Tombstone. <laughs> he directed well, Kurt, this. I think Kurt directed Russell Tombstone. directed Tombstone and Sylvester Stallone directed Cobra. But... No, there's a learning curve. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This came out mid-80s. That came out early 90s yeah time you, you know you yeah. remember mistakes I, I guess <laughs> I guess um but Salone wrote this movie right um I don't know I'll look he it was up looking, he was looking for a second Oscar yeah <laughs> <laughs> he wrote Cobra alright Alex wrote Cobra. you're number three while I look this my, up my number three is uh a little bit of the opposite of what Scott said there's too many stupid chiefs in this damn movie like, way too many. First of all, I mean, there's Babe Ruth, who's like, okay, you know, Cabretti, you're part of the zombie squad, you're good at what you do, but, but I don't I don't think you should be on this one. Okay, he's the mild, stupid chief. 
And then there's a really stupid chief, the the dude from Hellraiser. Andrew yeah. Robinson, and I'm going to talk more about him later. Yeah, the other detective with the stupid glasses and his deal. But he's not gosh, a stupid chief. He does not rank. No, but I'm using stupid chief as a term, yeah. not as a lit- yeah. in the literal sense. Yeah, okay. He's playing the role of stupid chief. Yeah. He, he plays a worm, yeah. I thought, Conco I swear Brady, to God, I, just, I, thought, yeah. I thought one of the other chiefs that shows up in like three quarters of the way before the third act starts, I thought one yeah. of the stupid chiefs was the... Guy that owns the bookstore from the Everything Story, but it wasn't, and I was super disappointed. But yeah, then they go into another stupid chief's office to, to tell Cobretti that he's full of shit. He's like, all these people are just blah blah blah, this and that. You want to just take her out of town, you know? Yeah, they have that rooftop meeting for no reason. I I, I don't want to take. Oh, I just want to be involved, you know. And then everybody gets into their own cars and drives away in separate directions. And, oh, that was... It was like a too weird scene from Heat. Yeah. Too many stupid chiefs. I did like the one stupid chief. Like, so the one stupid chief said, yeah, let him go. He'll take all the murderers with him out of, out of town. <laughs> yeah. Like, that That's solves the anything. the office, yeah. Yeah. The, and then I, the other stupid chief, not the other two guys you mentioned, but the other stupid chief, was like a fourth one. Yeah. So I was, like, mad at them. Oh, we can't let the FBI get involved. Like, <laughs> we just have to let... We just have to keep letting people die until we solve this. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. We've got enough manpower to figure this out. <laughs> and then Cobra puts in, like, the one sensible thing. It's like, you know, maybe it's more than one guy. You know? And they're like, what, are you crazy? No, of course it's 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 one guy. I mean, he keeps randomly picking his victims, and it's always a different, you know, type of murder weapon, but it's one guy. It's like, ugh, you idiots. The Night Slasher. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my number three. Jeff. Okay. Uh, real quick, I did confirm Sylvester Stallone wrote the screenplay. It's based off of a novel. Um, that guy, Art Lafleur, wasn't Sandlot, but I was remembering him from his Field of Dreams. So, unless you said that uh, as he well. Was, but he's was in, he T. Cobbs? He was a first baseman, it says here. It says 1B, so first baseman. <laughs> and there's a cameo so was, in this movie that we missed, or I missed, because uh, apparently Ron Jeremy's in this movie, just like he was in Ghostbusters. So. What? <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I wish I'd been paying close attention. Though. You missed yeah. the hedgehog. All right. Yeah. Um, you missed the cobra is what you did. Yeah. Hey-o. Okay, so this is where I'm going to pull my uh, the old man in me, my, pull my dad out. When they're, the, the car chase scene at the end, when they're driving away, and the street goes from wet to dry, depending <laughs> on which side of that the – if the camera's facing the, behind the car – it's all wet because they have to have, looks like they were wet, making the ground wet for the things to slide everywhere. But in the front of the car, it's dry. So it's going down a dry street, but behind it, it's always wet. And it stood out so bad for me that I – it bugged me so bad. <laughs> you know, maybe that's George P. Cosmato's thing. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, okay. It's was... <laughs> like a tombstone. No, no, that part has to be dry. Don't worry about it, okay? Just, Jeff. It'll, it'll work. You should – you should get your dad to watch this with you and see if he comments on that. <laughs> Unprompted. Don't say anything. Yeah. To see if he notices. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know. I was trying to think of why. Either you know, they filmed on two different days uh, and it was just rainy one day. But I think it's because all those motorcycles and stuff were just kept sliding out. So they probably had to you know, wet the ground to make that better. I don't know how stunts work. But you guys didn't notice it? It was so obvious. No. <laughs> I, 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 I could... Jeff, at that point, I was, I was just wishing for it to be over. Yeah. You're looking at your phone, looking at other stuff, not... Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. 
All right, that's my number three, Scott. All right, my number three is right. Uh, right uh, basically, when we get introduced to Brigitte Nielsen's character, Newts, whatever her name is, Newtson. <laughs> that almost made my list. The uh, the search slash robot super weird robot photo shoot montage. <laughs> that was so stupid. And it just got more and more ridiculous. Like this, so, this montage goes on, and it's them working the streets, except. They just keep showing them going by homeless shelters for some reason. <laughs> like, like that's where you're going to find the information they're looking for. And then uh, it cuts back to this, like, uh, god-awful, like, super 80s photo shoot with Brigitte Nielsen and a bunch of robots. And her outfits get increasingly weird as the <laughs> as the photo shoot goes on, as the, mo- as the montage goes on. Mm-hmm. And she looks kind of weird. And I, 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 I it was... Out of many things that took me out of the movie, this this was the the worst. Not only that, but this was a, a photograph, a, an actual photo shoot, not film, and this they had the robots like animatronic and moving around. It's like, what the fuck is that going to do? Uh, just the uh. lack of sense that it made. Well, they should have used the robot from Rocky Four. <laughs> First of there all, there you go. Because there was that one scene in the movie where she's looking under the bed or something, and you see Rocky's boxing boots. Did you guys see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might as well throw in some other memorabilia from Rocky, because... Yeah. If we're going to have a dance with robots, it might as well be... Oh, it's probably with Polly still. Never mind. Polly's. Yeah. <laughs> Polly's. <laughs> Someone's got to get the bear for him. <laughs> now that uh, his sister... He got married. Yeah. Like around to serve him. Right. That did. I mean, it was weird, but I was just like, "That's eighties, eighties montage." Uh, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> All right. Eighties have have made some good montages. This one, jeez. Anyways. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is just the problem with the Knights slasher cult. What the hell? It was so random. You always, they're always clinking their axes in their meetings. I don't think they got, ever got anything done. And <laughs> it was so a bizarre mishmash of people. You'd always see that one guy, that one fat guy with the beer gut and the, and the suit and the tie and everything. He's clinking his axes. Oh, by the way, I love how they reused that same footage like four times in the movie. <laughs> Seriously. Just, just squeeze it, just trying to get as close to that hour and a half run mark. Clink, 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 clink. What were they true? They always talking about a new world order, but they just went out and killed people. I mean, yeah, there was some half baked thing about how <laughs> society was creating them because, uh, yeah, you know, so told the judge. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, like uh, just cult question mark? Cult, just a bunch of psychos. Cult not classic. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Jeff, number two. All right, my number two, and maybe this isn't a number two because maybe you guys will tell me I'm wrong, but I did not understand why they were hell-bent on killing Bridget Nielsen. I, at the very beginning, she sees them. All right, so you want to silence her. But then, I mean, she's with the police. She's talking to the police. Like, what is that? Why are they still after her? Did I miss something there? I guess because she's a witness. Yeah, that's and the, in the '80s, that was the only thing that the villains were weak to. But 
besides but, vigilante but, justice. But a witness, but the rest of the movie, they're witnessing, the cops are witnessing them trying to kill her the whole time. Like, what, I don't, they're just piling on these charges. The cops, Jeff, in the 80s, cops aren't allowed to testify. <laughs> That's true. It wasn't until the 90s <laughs> in America when police were allowed to testify. Oh, God, it's so awful. I was like, why are they still after yeah, her? Yeah, yeah. I guess you could just work the whole their crazy cult thing, and the guy was dead set in killing her. Mm-hmm. God, I just the whole there, time. There was like the, the running theme there of like them killing blondes. Sure, like I said, at first it makes sense, but then once she escapes and she's with the yeah. police and yeah. with multiple escorts of police, like it's like okay, you didn't make sense anymore. I know that's an '80s action movie, but it was just it was hard for me. I was like, Ugh. yeah. Well, that one lady was working with him, so spoiler alert. For anybody that planned to watch <laughs> Cobra after listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not it's, you find, the audience finds out like 10 minutes into the movie. So, <laughs> Hey, spoilers. So since you just mentioned that, well, okay, I'll save it as a honorable mention in case one of you guys have it. So that's my number two. Scott, number one. Number two. Number two, going back to the beginning of the movie, the intro, with fucking terrible voiceover by Stallone where he's giving various stats which I'm sure were all bullshit, but stats about crime in America. Every every 20 minutes, there's a murder. Every murder, there's a robbery. And it goes on and on. And then the movie starts, and you find out that there's this whack job cult that's killing people. Like, <laughs> like that's an everyday thing. Like, people, <laughs> people in everyday lives have to be worried about, you know, like, every every five minutes, a cult kills somebody. Like, <laughs> It's so fucking t- this whole the Reagan eighties action, where you well, know, the, the, well, where, where criminal, uh, where criminals are free to wreak havoc, if not for a, f- a few cops willing to to break the rules. The justice system is flawed. Yeah, it's so fucking terrible. Plus, as a as a shorter side here, shoutouts to. Uh listener and guest Matt for his his George Bush senior impression that he was doing during the game. He was? Yeah. He was just going bar, bar, bar. Yeah, he kept saying saying barb. Yep. That's it. Alright, you're number one, Alex. Number one. And, ugh like one of the only things that I was looking forward to that could possibly redeem this movie was one-liners and they were all just fucking flat yeah. they were all yeah. awful oh my gosh yeah. hey Cabretti you know you got a bad attitude you know that yeah but just a little one the sad the, what? the, the sad part Alex is that's like the best line in the movie that's like the best one-liner I know oh, they're just worse shit. everything is from there is worse like ugh. I don't shop here and then yeah, it's a guy in the shop here. God, and the the one the one where you think you know he's gonna light the dude on fire, dumps the gas on him. You're like, okay, here it comes finally a good you know you can't fuck this up, right? And what does he do? He says you have a right to remain silent, and then he lights him on fire. I was like, what? Well, what that would have been bullshit. One liner is that? Well, that would have been funny if the guy that got lit on fire just kept screaming for like five minutes because that's what would happen. Yeah, but then after he stopped screaming, <laughs> yeah, yeah. then he like, goes, like, you have the right yeah. to admit, so. But no. 
Yo, you need a life preserver. Say, you, you, ketchup, you fried yeah, down in your ketchup. Fried down in ketchup. And by the way... <laughs> That's a ton of fucking ketchup. That was gross. I, I, I realized that Stallone and Nielsen were an item at some point in the 80s. In this movie, there's no chemistry there. I know. Oh, God. They should have more chemistry with those robots she had in that shitty photo shoot earlier in the movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the one, it's pretty unforgivable. Two, two, the two things for me that are unforgivable is that the you know, the one-liners and the the violence was pretty actually pretty tame. Yeah. Yep. Dude, it's so easy. So that's... that's yeah. right, Jeff, you're number two. Need a light. Uh, it's number one. Uh, no, oh, no, oh, no, we should have flicked the, the match out of me. He said, you the match. <laughs> oh, see? Yeah. 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 Stallone, call us. It writes, <laughs> write your next it, one-liners. It writes itself. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, you My number one <laughs> is, well, this movie is an a- action thriller. I don't know, what, what do you want to call it? It's not even a thriller. It's an action crap piece. But then all of a sudden, when that weird-looking dude, like, is trying to to get her in the hospital. It turned into Halloween. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's like also it turned into a horror movie where she's looking behind curtains and a little dramatic stuff and ah, oh, and he's it was I I can't believe the same guy did Tombstone did this because that really I was like what am I what I kept thinking <laughs> like I I was missing something because I I have to say I wasn't a hundred percent invested and I was looking at my phone following <laughs> Twitter and. Uh, sports scores and stuff. But I was like, when did this become Halloween 2? Because that's what it reminded yeah. me of. <laughs> I, I, I do want to get one of my honorable mentions out of the way right now. Uh, Brian Thompson, the guy who plays the, the the main villain, his super sweaty face for no reason. Like, <laughs> yeah. his face is well, always... Crazy. Complete, well, I guess that's what that means. If you're crazy, I guess you sweat. Like, you sweat a lot. <laughs> Every it single just... scene, he's just completely like drenched. Like It doesn't make any sense. His crippling hyperhidrosis drove him to madness. That could be it. I don't know if it was the way he was dressed or the way his hair was, but he reminded me of Arnold in the first Terminator. Yeah, I think that's what they were going for. Yeah, I mean, he's got a fucked up looking mouth or something that's not there, but it definitely looked like Arnold from Terminator. (laughs) Anyway, my number one, Crappy all of a sudden turned to Halloween 2, and he's trying to find, uh, what's her tits in the hospital but he didn't so there you go Scott number one Bridget number one and I quote those fucking sunglasses <laughs> <laughs> who are you quoting <sighs> myself yeah. that's what I've written down is number one those <laughs> fucking sunglasses it's out of the whole ensemble I, I was just pissed off the first time I saw him walking like I, I get it. You're outside still. It's okay to wear those shit-kicking sunglasses. But once you're inside, like, like how is that going to help you? Like, it was a dark grocery store. Like, wouldn't you want sunglasses off so that you, you know, you, your vision wouldn't be impaired at all? Or later on oh. in the movie where you just got them on indoors. Like, I'm pretty sure you're a douchebag back in 1986 for leaving your sunglasses on inside. I'm pretty sure that's that's always been a thing. Since since sunglasses were invented, like the the very next day, there was some guy being a douchebag wearing sunglasses indoors. It's nineteen, it was even in nineteen eighty six, and they they cover his whole face, and I, I, 
There was a song <laughs> in the eighties about it too. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you wear sunglasses at night so you can stalk people, right? That was the. I, I don't remember the listen, knowing what the lyrics were about. I just remember the song title. So you can harass bums instead of asking robots where your victim is. Oh God, the sunglasses. It's. Gets me, uh, just gets me angry just thinking about it. And by the way, I mean, there's a lot of by the ways this time. Uh, mm-hmm. This 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 was the most difficult uh, movie so far that we've done as far as me actually listing out all the things that I have a problem with. <laughs> My animal mention list is long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hit that. Let's do. Let's have anything else. Let's, let's do our honorable mentions. I only have one left because you guys have nailed my other ones. Um, mine would be the, the the bad chick cop. He knows at one point, right, when he goes out and she's on the um, payphone. Yeah. He knows something's yeah. up. He goes inside and starts gearing up. But then the next morning, he's, like, surprised. I, I was like, where is she? She's gone? Huh? And you see her running over to the other car. He's like, what the fuck? You know this. You just you figured this out last night. You started loading up all your weapons, and now you're going to act shocked. I Maybe he was hoping for the. He was hoping he was wrong. Yeah. No, he. It was once again this director. Apparently, he learned, he learned a lot in Tombstone because it was awful. All right, that, that's my only honorable mention. You guys named all the other ones. <laughs> I just thought they could have come up with a better name than Cabretti or a better excuse to call him the Cobra. Yeah. It's like why do they call him the Cobra because he's poison to anyone around him, kid. Yeah, it's it's pretty some. Some goddamn lazy writing going on here. By the way, I just thought of another inline game set match. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Any one <Yeah>. of those. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Alright, well, anymore? We're going to our, we're going to our, our best? Because this ought to be um, good. So, so I've, already, yeah. I've already gone over most of my, uh, my animal mentions, uh, but also, the car chase in the middle of the movie, <laughs> the indestructible oh. this indestructible car. Uh, Scott, let's not let's not steal some people's uh, top moments from yeah. this movie. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, I already did shot shotguns are magic. Uh, the product placements, which again are fucking despicable. I like when he goes home and the Toys R Us commercial. Gets to play in its entirety as he just sits there. I didn't yeah. get that one at all. Like, that, I feel like they're missing out on their target audience. <laughs> I feel like I was wasted money for Toys R Us. Did uh, they actually say Toys R Us? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, I missed it. I saw it. I'm like, oh, they got the Toys R Us commercial. I kind of remember those, but I don't remember actually showing that it was Toys R Us. Uh, I, I guess old George P yeah. was thinking ahead to yeah. the nostalgia crowd. I guess I'll finish sure. off my uh, my honorable mentions by saying fuck huh? the 80s. <laughs> there it is. I disagree, but okay. I quite <laughs> I quite enjoyed the 80s. Uh, well, the 80s style. How's that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least they went for it. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't shy about who they were. Yeah, they went, they went the big. 80s. With everything, with their shoulders, with their hair, their colors, their androgyny, sunglasses, everything, sunglasses, mom pants. 
All right, let's do our top five uh, best moments from the movie. Uh, go ahead, Alex. Uh, my number five, I have a feeling this was on my bad list, but for some reason I moved it to my number five on my good list, and I just can't think of anything else that's good. But he always had his gloves on, even when he was like at home eating pizza, flipping through pages of his book, just gloves on. I didn't notice that. Uh, I just I found that hilarious. It's like, dude, just take them off. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Gloves. My number five is just I kept laughing the effort they put in to hide his shortness compared to Brigitte Nelson. <laughs> it was some, the first example of forced perspective. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I, once this came up, I just uh, they were a couple, right? So I looked it up, and like every picture of them out in public, she's like a foot taller than him. But in this movie, whenever she's actually like near him, she's always like has her head on his chest or anything to show that like no, that the cobra is not being dwarfed by this uh, Amazonian woman. And it always cracked me up when I was watching it. So I liked it, it made me laugh. It could have gone on the bad list, but since it's very few good things about this movie, I put that on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there it is. Uh, go ahead, Scott. All right, my number five, uh, Andrew Robinson, uh, Mister Jesus Wept from <laughs> from Hellraiser. Uh, <laughs> super wormy and unlikable. Um, he's pretty much a dick. But here's the thing, he's like every almost everything he says is absolutely right. Like <laughs> like Capretti is an asshole and he is out of control and he does do more harm than good. Um, he just happens to be right about the whole army thing. That's the one time, like, Andrew Robinson's character plays the stupid chief. Uh, he goes, oh, no, no way. You've got a witness that's half scared, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, he's like, everything that comes, it almost makes me think that, uh, Cosmatos, Comatos, uh, actually was making, like, some super subversive, subversive movie. That... When you look at it as a whole, it comes all the way around to like make the opposite point that that the whole plot and dialogue makes in the movie. Uh, but yeah, okay, it's uh, true. But looking back at all our movies, aren't all the stupid chiefs usually right to begin with? Too right. <laughs> they're, they're usually the ones that you blew up the whole goddamn town just to save some girl. Like, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah. yeah so most of the stupid chiefs are right. But this guy, yeah, I agree with you. Like he's like literally like pointing out all the reasons why why Cobra should not be, why Cabretti should not be a cop, <laughs> or own firearms, or fucking grenades and Uzis or whatever the illegal <laughs> shit that he had. Like, yeah, I mean, I give him credit. Like they didn't say like he was an ex commando or whatever. Probably to avoid any uh, parallels to Rambo. It's a Rambo, yeah. Which was also directed by Cosmatos, First Blood Part Two. Anyway. Uh, oh. not, not the first ramble, not not uh, first blood, but um, first blood part two. First blood part two. That's not confusing. Yeah, not confusing at all. But uh, <laughs> Rambo, first blood part two. Yeah, so right. you just the, the audience is just left to infer that he's some kind of survival nut and has fucking grenades laying around his house. Well, he's part of the zombie squad. He's ready for zombies. I guess so. <laughs> anyway, so my there it is. All right. Uh, Alex, number four. I actually like the idea that this wasn't the typical, I mean, it kind of was, 80s action movie, but they tried to make it more of a thriller. 
And that dude, the main villain, he was when he had the stocking over his head and he had the eyes cut out of him so you can still see his like bulging just eyeballs and the whites of his eyes. That was creepy as hell. So Man. I like that they I like that they went the scary route a little bit more than just oh an invincible killing machine going after an army of blah 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 that you see in a lot of these movies. So yeah. I appreciate it. Like, like I said, it's kind of they kept going back and forth. I mean, his name is the Night Slasher. Okay, so it could be that. But then there's like yeah. all the car chase scenes in this. This is that's not a thriller, right? That's nope. <laughs> back and forth. But I see what you're saying. Um, it's... I like the I like the idea. They didn't really pull it off, <laughs> but I, I like that they tried it. <laughs> uh, just real quick, so you talk about uh, Bridget Nielsen being taller. The, the main villain, Brian Thompson, is six three. Just looking at his IMDb page. So they probably did have him like hunch over like that entire last fight, <laughs> like squat, hunch over. Just make sure you don't look like you look the same height. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna shoot me, pig. All right, uh, my number four is when he cuts the pizza with scissors. <laughs> what the hell's up with that? I don't know. It was I just it made me well, laugh and just... chuckle. <laughs> He doesn't like pointy pizzas. That's all. It's like okay, he doesn't. By like... the way, thanks listeners for chiming into the Cubretti survey. Come on, do you like your pizzas with points or not? I personally do. Anyway, I like how he doesn't cut the. <laughs> no, because it's not like he doesn't cut off the point. He cuts it like in the middle, so it's like okay, maybe he doesn't like crust, but no, he cuts it too far down for that. Yeah. It's... <laughs> And then when he pried out the eggs, too, I was like, what is he going to do? Like, Rocky style? Like, crack some raw eggs on his pizza and eat it? And then, no, okay, it's his gun clean equipment, which for some reason he stores an egg carton in his refrigerator. But At least Brian Brosworth had uh, an iguana. I'm just saying. Uh, what did he do? Uh, I don't get that reference. Yeah, don't worry about Rocky it. Rocky V? No. That, w- that wasn't Brian Bosworth. Yeah. That was... Uh, Tommy oh, it's Stone Cold? Can... Yes. Anyway. anyway. Stone Cold. Cutting pizza with the scissors. I may try that one of these days. Just to <laughs> see how it works See what out. it feels like. <laughs> Don't forget to wear your gloves. Your leather gloves. <laughs> when and you're cutting your pizza. If there's cheese on that pizza, he's cutting the cheese. So... Whoa! <laughs> there's a missed one-liner right there. <laughs> there it is. Your cheese has been cut. <laughs> Is it stinking here? Because someone cut the cheese. Alright. Scott, you're number four. Number four is his car. Even with the dumb license plate. Oh, that ice plate <laughs> was awful. Oh, my God. Jeebus. Awesome. What was it? Awesome, awesome, awesome 50, 50? With no E, because there was enough letters. Uh-huh. Uh, this, is my, this is my number three. Okay, it was a... It was an, it was an amazing car. Yeah, 1950 Mercury Monterey. That's right. Although I, 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 in my head, this is what I picture. They, the writers, are going over this and like, yeah, it's red. He's got a, uh, he's gonna have a gun with a cobra on it. It's gonna be pointed at his dick. Uh, his his last name's Cobretti, so everybody calls him Cobra or the Cobra. And then his car is gonna be a Shelby Cobra. And then, like right before filming starts, they had to explain <laughs> yeah. to them that, uh, like, uh, we can't use the Cobra for any of the the chase scenes because it won't work because it's a it's a small sports car and it'll get even even by the magical standards of this movie there's no way anybody's gonna buy yeah. anything 
<laughs> doing the things we're going to have the uh, Monterey do. But it's still a sweet gun. Yeah. And it has a nitro awesome. switch that makes it go 150 miles an hour in two seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Into a crowded street, by the way. Yeah. Nitrous. <laughs> oh, traffic. <laughs> but I will say that, the, I mean, it's a 1950s Mercury, so it could, it could have taken, I think they only used one car for that entire shot. <laughs> They just, and, they just, yeah, they just dinged it out, or they just banged out all the, the tents and just kept going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, like, all steel, that car. God damn. Ah, oh, so cool. It's a tragedy when I saw it at the end of the car chase. Oh my gosh. But anyways. Yeah, it's destroyed. It, that's not the car that's involved in the, the water, the wet water scene, right? Cause that would have made sense. He had like an oil slick on it or something, but no. <laughs> That was the pickup truck. Oh, right and it there. also has yeah. it also has a safety harness in the passenger seat for for some reason. Mm-hmm. Cobra knows what he's doing. Yeah, safety first. Yep. That's what Cobra always says. And then and then also goes. Well, I'll wait. I'll wait till someone starts talking about the car chasing. All right. So that oh, was yeah, your four. Yeah. Four, and that was Alex's three, right? Yep. All right. So my number three would have to be. I think Brigitte Nielsen. This is the hottest I think she's looked in a movie. She looked pretty good. That's guy you think looked kind of weird. I every time I've seen her movie, she had a flat top. So <laughs> she, she does look good at points, but then I, I, I think it's the hair, and then she's wearing that cap for half the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was changing yeah. wardrobe the entire time she was being <laughs> chased by the Night Slasher. So yeah. well, disguises. I found her extremely attractive, and I've never really done that before like in rocky four or a flavor of love <laughs> beverly hills cop too and i don't remember red sonia maybe I'm, I'm sure in that she probably looks pretty great in her oh yeah she whatever. does but i haven't seen that since i was a kid so maybe there's I'll... a movie we need to watch yeah that, we have to watch but that should look pretty good even with the hair so i had to add her to my list i'm reaching here but uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's my number three so scott you're number three Alright, number three is the... He reluctantly answers. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the knife that the, the Night Slasher has, that has the spikes in the handle. Jeebus, that would really fuck As As up. a kid, I thought it was awesome. And even now, I'm like, yeah, that's still kind of cool. It was like one of the... It's, it's basically like the coolest single thing in the movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I like the knife. That's basically it. The spikes in the handle. It's cool. I don't know how practical it is, but it's cool. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, I was looking at it like, well, if you're going to like punch somebody, why not just stick them with the pointy end? Yeah. End it. But it looks menacing. Yeah, it does. It looks cool. I'll give you that. It does look cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is Poppy. I love this whole character because <laughs> he was actually, you know, acting and he was likable. And, uh, he, <laughs> and, uh, well, his character's name was Gonzalez. Gonzalez and Cabretti had more <laughs> chemistry on screen than Sylvester Stallone and Brigitte Nielsen. That's true. Oh my gosh. But they had some back and forth that actually had, had me chuckling. Like, honest to goodness chuckling at times. It's like, oh, come on, you guys. <laughs> so I like their whole, it's mostly Poppy doing the work, but I like their whole dynamic, their partnership. He liked his junk food. He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
My number two is the car chase. That one in the middle, where they're just jumping over the little the hills and the moguls. The moguls and the hubcaps are falling off, and the, <laughs> the suspension would break every single time, but just kept on going. <laughs> this is my number one, so I might as well. <laughs> it was. I thought it was a cool car chase in a movie, so I, yeah, I liked it, it a lot. Awesome. It was probably my my number one's going to be kind of a joke one, but this was probably the best part of the movie for me was that car chase, as ridiculous as it was. I enjoyed it. There, agreed. There, it there's awesome. like five different points that would have wrecked a car completely. Yes. <laughs> most most car chases only have one or two of those in movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, that Commando, our favorite movie, when he pushes that damn. Uh, whatever that is, up down the mountain, it like flips over three times, but because of editing, nope, it's back on its wheels and it keeps going. Yeah. So it's good. You gotta let it go. Yeah, and uh, Bronco. I did just talk a little bit about the nitro bit again, though. So he he kicks it into he kicks it on the nitro, and you see the, the speedometer get pegged. You think, oh man, he's hauling ass, and then the very next shot, it cuts away from that. They're like passing another car they can't be going more than like 45 50 miles an hour <laughs> yeah <laughs> like seriously. where the fuck did he use it for <laughs> and he spelled it out he spelled out all of nitrous not just nitro mm. so i bet people in here go hey what's that whoa what is that Nit- nitrous what is that <laughs> i was the car goes go faster like speed holes I was kind of hoping they would have sped up the film and they gave it like one of those Mad Max effects. But they didn't. They didn't yeah, like, yeah, in James cool. Bond. Yeah. Connery James Bond films. It's probably best they didn't do it, but it was, yeah. Yeah, I was expecting something like that. Alright, uh, that was my number two. Scott, your number two? Uh, my number two is the the final set piece the, when they're in the factory. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, with all the the fire and lava, I mean, no idea what they're making in that factory. Uh, that, well, they're making that, they're making molten metal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That the fire just manufactures molten lead, I guess. Uh, <laughs> they're over at the fire factory. Yeah, basically, it makes fire. <laughs> um, I thought they were on Mustafar. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought the, uh, the final set piece was cool, and this is keep in mind this is before uh, uh, Terminator Two. So for all we know, James Cameron could have seen this and then ripped off. An entire final, yeah, boss fight area. I doubt it. Also, this like I like how they set up the factory by when they go to the hotel. She asks him where they where they are, and he says we're in a factory town. So that way, after they run through a bunch of fucking orange trees <laughs> into a into a factory that that produces molten lava, <laughs> yeah, that the audience doesn't question it. <laughs> well. You know, it's a foundry town. If the fire factory went out, <laughs> where did the people go? Pretty sure they were in Big the Bear. The town would shut down. <laughs> Big Bear. <laughs> that's ter- that's Terminator as well. Hey, yeah. I just thought about it. in Terminator Two. That takes place in L.A., right? Yeah. 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 What the hell? Where where do we have metal foundries in L.A.? Long Beach? I don't know. I don't think they only exist yeah. in Pittsburgh these days. I don't, I don't know where we'd have it. <laughs> On deadly ground. <laughs> That's funny. All right, Alex. No, oh, yeah, Alex number one was the car chase, right? Yes, I love that car chase. Anything else you need to add? Nope. All right. That's awesome. My number one, and you guys kind of mentioned it before, but is and this is actually one of the best acting moments from Sylvester Stallone is when he reacts to her putting all the ketchup on her fries. 
Because <laughs> I, I did the same thing. It's just hilarious, right? It's this supermodel, and she's just drowning her fries in ketchup. And then it just cuts to him, and he just gives us a reaction like, oh. And you left for Zoomer. It was, I, I LOL'd, so I had to put it on my list. Because I was thinking, I was pretty much gave the same reaction, like, what the fuck? And that's the reaction that he gave. And so. So, so I have a question for you guys. Uh, have you ever, like, put the ketchup right over the fries? Or do you always, like, put the ketchup somewhere where you can dip it? Uh, when I was a kid, I used to put it on the fries, but now I dip it. I, uh, I put it on the on, on the side. Like, I, I feel like that's like a movie TV thing. Like in real oh, life, no, people do don't it. do that. I do. No, they, they do. I used to. I do. I it. prefer. I'm a dipper now. I do it all the time. If if they're my fries and I want ketchup on them, why the fuck I'm gonna put it on my fries? But I want a dip. I want to have like the exact amount that I want in there. I want total control over my fry. No, <laughs> it's cool trying to. It's kind fry of it's, dominance. It's cool trying to find the spot where to grab the fry that has no ketchup on it. <laughs> just make it work for yourself. Yeah, it's well, whatever. It slows me down eating the fries. It's an activity. Okay. If if they're I'm sharing fries with somebody, then yeah, I won't put ketchup on them. I don't know. I just some, I just feel like I never see people do that in real life. Well, you never ate fries with me, <laughs> and I never will. <laughs> you dirty fry drowner. Yeah. You pinche. pinche. But I will say this: <laughs> I limit it to ketchup. I don't put mayonnaise or. Ugh. Whatever that's thousand, thousand Island dressing or whatever people do. I'll if know. I'm feeling spicy, I'll put like I'll mix in a little bit of mustard with the ketchup. That's it. I was gonna say, I see a lot of people like put pepper in their ketchup and do that. I've never tried it. Just or a little bit of like Tabasco sauce or something like that. Yeah. I'll do that. Well, of course you little, would. Little tap, little spicy. Tapatio. Little tapatio. Anyway, Sly Stone Sly. Stallone's reaction. Fry Stallone. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was almost like the Rocky when he goes, What favor? I don't remember which Rocky yeah. movie that is, but it's one of them when he says that. It's Rocky two. I think it's Rocky three. Rocky three. What favor? Ding ding. Alright, uh, Scott, number one. Number one is the death of the villain. Like, oh, that was, nice. that was one of like just yeah. about the only satisfying piece of violence in the entire movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's fly- there's hooks for some reason in this foundry, and and even <laughs> even then they still kind of pushed out with it. Like they didn't show the hook like sticking all the way through him. He didn't scream when he got lit on fire like two seconds later. It just yeah, he just kind of screamed and then that was it. Like I was kind of like they already showed a little bit funny, but still one guy on fire. But still, I, that's the first time as a kid I remember seeing somebody die by being hooked to something like that. You yeah. didn't see Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I was just going to say the that. Yeah. No, I did not. <laughs> Some, so, yeah, somehow my parents managed to keep me away from that one. Out of all, out of all the other crap that I saw. That's the only hook movie I can think of when they're in that meat locker or whatever with the hooks in their back. Blah. <laughs> hey, shut up. You're off the hook. That would have made sense because he was on the hook, so I don't know. You're on the hook. <laughs> hook, line, Hang and sinker. <laughs> Hang in there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Are we done? We're gonna move? I still, I still like you met your match. Oh yeah, my gosh, they missed, <laughs> they missed such a golden opportunity. Um, I've, I've no honorable mentions for, for the top five. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to mention one more thing though. Um, and Heinstein. I probably would have had this on my, on my list uh, for worst, but 
that whole weird speech in the middle about how criminals go free. That that whole 80s trope about how the villain will just pretend to be crazy and they'll be let out on the street two seconds later. Yeah. Like, like that doesn't... That doesn't happen yeah, anymore. Like, it, I don't think it ever happened. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's from 100, 100 years happen. from now, someone's going to be studying the 1980s. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, criminals got to go free like, all the time. The justice system always let them out. That was weird. Yeah, law enforcement using... was, was fighting a losing battle. Wait, they're studying 80s reverence, 80s history with 80s movies? Yeah. Well, it's the historical logs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is like thousands of years into the future. Yeah. I guess, yeah. This is our most viewed and watched media, so oh, that must be the fa- actual facts. <laughs> yeah. Just like how we think, the, you know, the Iliad was real. Had to be, right? It wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to do our crossovers, but i got to call for beer and potty break. And we're back. So our crossover topic was cars. Alex, explain. Explain. Yeah, I I wanted to do real cars that you could potentially own, not like, uh, oh, time-traveling DeLorean. Because, you know, time travel, you can't do that in a DeLorean. But you could own a DeLorean. Yeah, with all the crap on it, too. But it's not going to time travel. Or a flying car from fucking uh, Blade Runner. Spinner. But if yeah. you had a DeLorean and you did lots of cocaine, as was the style at the time, you could <laughs> yeah. time travel. Possibly fly. But a list of like real cool cars that are in movies. Yeah, so not the in Batmobile, movie, not the DeLorean. Yeah. Okay. Like for real cars. The DeLorean is a real car. <laughs> yes. Modifications. Not the time. Yeah. It's on my list, goddammit. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, you guys probably don't watch this series. I every once in a while I'll dip in just because they're stupid and they're fun. But Fast and the Furious, Toretto's Dodge Charger in the first I've one. I've seen them all. They are dumb, but they're oh. fun. Yeah, they're all po- that point. Dodge breeze. Charger in the first one is awesome. Is, yeah, they are. <laughs> is it a new Dodge Charger or an old one? No, it's an old school one, but it's souped up. They make it. It's they make it a point that like yeah. his souped-up muscle car is always better than any other car it comes against. Because yes. America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I may have a Dodge vehicle on my list. Yeah, I think it's the same one that I got too. <laughs> oh, it's probably not. <laughs> I have an idea what yours is going to be. <laughs> but uh, all right. Um, mine. I'm not a car guy at all. I couldn't tell you what anything is. Uh, so I'm cheating on here, but I'm going to say all the cars in Death, death Proof. All those old classic muscle cars. Uh, okay. I like the actual Death Proof one, Kurt Russell's car. Okay. But also the car that the girls drive at the end when they're when she's on the hood of the car. Um, both of those are really cool. And I know in the movie they actually talk about how that is a car from some movie vanishing point yeah. or I don't know what it was uh, but I've never seen that but they were just both really cool cars old classic monster cars that looked cool to me sounded cool so therefore I liked them um, yeah I, I'm super ignorant when it comes to this stuff but I thought they were cool looking and they sounded cool and they were used very well in the movies 
Yeah, it was. I, I looked it up real quick. It, it was a. Uh, yeah, it was another Dodge Challenger. Okay. RT. His or the hers. The 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 one, the one they borrow or whatever. Okay. There's yeah. at the end, the Dodge Challenger RT. All right. Fucking glorious, mate. I forgot how that girl talks. Something like that. She was New Zealand. See something. Isn't it Zoe Bell? Isn't she Uma Thurman's stunt double? Yeah, she's always... Yeah. Yeah. All right, Scott, your number five. My number five is the Ferrari 250 GT SWB California Spider. <laughs> yes, I had to look this up. <laughs> I had to go a little further than just Ferrari. It sounded uh, like a Star Wars vehicle. Yeah, um, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, that's my number yeah, that's two. That's number five. Yeah, just a... The car's cherry, as Ferris Bueller puts it. <laughs> yeah, the car's pretty damn cool. Yeah, the movie reminds you that they're kids when they think that they can just turn back the mileage by putting the car in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> by, by the way, so Cameron's dad is a dick, and it's good that he's going to stand up to him. But holy shit, of all the things to do to get his attention. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, he only he only wanted to dent the bumper. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he kicked the shit out of that bumper, though. <laughs> yeah, he did. He dented the bumper. Uh, and more. Mm-hmm. I have to say, like we said, kids thought it would... I remember the first time I watched that movie, I'm like, oh, that would work? That sounded good to me. Sounded like <laughs> reasonable logic. Uh, all right, Alex, number four. My number four is the uh, the Bundy Dodge. <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to have. That's not, what, that's not what mine is, but I knew that's what yours would be. Yes, they always reference this Dodge, and I don't think it was even a Dodge for most of the times they showed it. <laughs> but it was always broken down, but it always kind of ran. <laughs> Look out, no brakes, no brakes. <laughs> you heard legends of it more than you did actually see the car. So, <laughs> it's just a legendarily bad car. <laughs> At one point, he did, Al Bundy did almost get a Viper. Yeah, he because his his Dodge was about to turn over in mileage. Yeah, like a million miles or something, right? Yeah, yeah. They're gonna give him a Viper, and nope, he fell asleep at the wheel, put it in neutral, and it skated all the way to one <laughs> without anybody seeing it. Dodge is a damn good car. <laughs> Ran over my wife with the Dodge. <laughs> good times. Uh, all right. Um, my number four, since you guys are mentioning Ferraris, I, I wanted to pick an exotic sports car. And my favorite car growing up was a, a 911 Turbo, but I couldn't think of any famous ones from a movie. Uh, the only one I could think of is the one in Commando that magically heals itself, but I wasn't <laughs> going to put that in here. So, it counts. I'll allow it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. So I picked a Ferrari, and it was either the Ferrari from uh, Magnum P.I., but I think the cooler one is the one from The Rock, and because that has the, la- the classic line at the end, you totally wrecked your Ferrari. <laughs> Wasn't mine. Yeah. So that's just a general awesome sports car in The Rock. That's a, It's a cool chase scene. Michael Bay at his finest. Uh, I don't even know what, if it's a, it's a Ferrari Testarossa or something. Lamborghini Festarossa. <laughs> I used to have one of those crappy license plates that are like 
Lamborghini parking only, and I had that in my room with skateboard stickers all over it. Oh, man, the 80s. See, Scott, how did you not like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the Ferrari from The Rock, but any any, any cool car. Alex or Scott? Why would I do that? Scott. My number four is the Pontiac Trans Am, which doubled as Kit from Knight Rider. Nope, special car doesn't count. You can't buy that. I could actually <laughs> buy a Pontiac. <laughs> not with Kit. Well, not with Kit. I said that doubled. Ah. I said that doubled as yeah. Kit. I qualified that shit. Mm-hmm. He did. There was a, as a kid thinking it would be it rad. It did drive itself. But... As an adult, I wouldn't want anything to fucking do with that car. But as a kid, it was awesome. So that's number four for me. I call bullshit. Because I thought of that and I said, nope, because I can't buy a Kit car. But you said you would just buy But that's not in a movie. A regular... I don't know. I didn't understand Alex's goddamn list. <laughs> Fair enough. Some of our listeners didn't either because I saw some of their comments. You <laughs> said IRL cars, so I actually came up with the actual like models of these cars because they were real cars. But this happened to double as yeah. other things. Like, no, the kit car counts. All right. Well, see, I, okay, then I didn't understand the rules. See, this is what I'm talking. We, as I explained to a couple people that actually listen to the podcast that I talked to. Alex comes up. Alex should be removed. Yeah. I, I, I didn't go that far. But I, but Alex usually comes up with a crossover list, and then Jeff and I either shoot him down or tell him to come up with something different. But that the, the, the vetting... first response is a couple question marks. Yeah. What? Yeah, the, the vetting process did not work as, as intended this week, so so this is what we have. All right. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if Alex allows it, I'll allow it, because it did come up my list, but I thought it wouldn't make it. Wouldn't be allowed. All right, Alex, number three. And number three is Wayne's World Mirthmobile. I actually thought about that and I forgot to add it. I, I might have put that on there. Okay. This is just this AMC pacer. <laughs> painted up to look quote unquote badass with the licorice dome on top. Ugh, ridiculous. I love it. The licorice dome, is that in the first one or the second one? Or both? It's in the first one. Is it? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. Awesome. If you're going to spew, spew into this. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three is from Back to the Future, but it's not the DeLorean. It's Marty McFly's pickup truck he gets at the end. I thought that that, <laughs> that car was yeah, so cool. That, that does look badass. Yeah. And me, you know, I, I've had a truck forever, and I always liked trucks as a kid, and that that was cool. I had the lights. And, the car reeks of uh, the 80s. It does. Mm-hmm. But hey, as a you child did. of the 80s, I thought it was cool. You didn't pick that Mercedes he almost hit? No. Because <laughs> what's... Well, yeah. Was that a Mercedes? I don't even remember. The one that Flea hit or almost hit? Yeah. I don't remember if it was a Mercedes or not. But it looked like a really fancy car. Yeah. But yeah, Martin McFly's truck. I actually forgot that it was even in the third. I was just thinking of the very end of the first movie when he opens up the... Garage yeah. and Biff's because all shined up for you, Marty. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> so, Marty McFly's truck. Alex, number three? Number four? Number two? I don't know where the hell we are. Number two. Scott, number three. It's my turn? Scott, number three. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Scott, number three. My number three is the GMC Vandura, also known as the A Team Van. 
Pretty much the only van in any movie ever that didn't involve, like, kidnapping or date rape or something other, something else horrible. The, the black and the red, it was awesome, iconic. The, the, the coolest, coolest car of my childhood, anyways. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was a good choice. You, I should have it. You stole this from me because I told you at the party yesterday. What? No. <laughs> I already had the list made, sir. I know. That's my number two. AT band. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it should have flipped over in every single thing, but it didn't. <laughs> yeah. What well, PA did special uh, shockers over his first. He just waited. He just waited down. Do you guys remember going to Universal Studios and you can like pick it up? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that was so cool. <laughs> Um, I'm super strong, Mom. Look. Mom, you're not looking. <laughs> Mom! 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 <laughs> I'm lifting up a car. That's very nice, dear. <laughs> um, was there anything... Did this thing have nitrous? I don't even remember. <laughs> it had a bunch of stuff that they build in every episode. <laughs> it doubled as a water cannon one episode, for Pete's sake, that they built out of soda cans and PVC pipes. It was indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> the Mythbusters, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good choice, Scott. Yeah, because that's my number two. That's really good. Mm. How come there's not more 18 vans on the street? If you had a van like that, just paint it. Paint it black, put a red stripe on a spoiler on it, and you're good to go. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and parents will never let their kids bam. anywhere near it. <laughs> All right, Alex, number two. That's right. Uh, was the Ferris Bueller Ferrari awesome? <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeff number two. My number you two said is it. the van. So Scott, your number two. Scott number two. All right, my number two, as I already said, is the DeLorean DMC12. Nice. It's still a sweet car. I always like the Gold Wings. It's, mm-hmm. That's pretty much the only thing I like about it is the Gold Wings. But whatever, it's awesome. <laughs> hey, well you can. They're rolling out. They're rolling out with some new new uh, DeLoreans pretty soon. Is it is it the one that George R. R. Martin lent Ernest Klein in the Eat Atari movie? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it is. Probably not. It should be. If you guys haven't seen the Atari uh, E.T. video game documentary on Netflix, there's a random scene where the author of... Yeah. What's that? It's Ernest Klein. I forgot the name of the book. Ready Player One. Ready Player One, like goes and gets George R.R. R. Martin's DeLorean and he has an E.T. as a passenger in this. It's the most random scene you'll ever see in your life. That's all real. <laughs> but, Scott, you, you can still pick the DeLorean and not break my rule if you say the DeLorean from uh, Wedding Singer. Okay, the DeLorean from Wedding Singer. There we go. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And he's got the whole Miami Vice song going. You could have picked a car from Miami Vice, too. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Uh, Alex, number one. My number one, and I always love this car. It's one of my favorites. The uh, Camaro from Better Off Dead. Damn, I love that car. I've never seen it. Never seen Better Off Dead? Nope. Oh, Jeebus, we're going to have to do an episode on that. Sure. <laughs> do you have <laughs> any right idea of the street value of the snow? <laughs> yeah, I love the car. It looks so cool, all in black. The the lights are hidden behind the uh, the grill there, so you can't see them during the daytime unless they're on, or you can't see them at all unless they're on. So badass. 
Super Sport. Love that car. All right. Um, my number one, um, which might be breaking my own rules, but I'm putting it anyway, is the generally another Dodge, another Dodge Challenger or Charger. <laughs> I forget which Charger. It doesn't break your rules. It just makes you racist. <laughs> and I love moonshine. It's good old boys. There's nothing special about it except a paint job, and they weld the door shut. So I think it counts. Yeah. <laughs> never meaning the harm. And talking about cars that would never survive any of their landings. <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> I'll get them Duke boys. I, I'm pretty sure my mom tells me that Dukes I Had was the first live action show that I loved. Like, it was all cartoons, and then Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> Every, whenever it was on, I, I love that show. Oh, so good. Had nothing to do with Daisy Duke. Not at that young age, but, uh. I definitely remember I had the Dukes of Hazzard bed sheets, and I used to sleep on her face because she was in the pillowcase. <laughs> Please I wish sit on my face. <laughs> um, and I think it was it was the Bo and Luke Duke one. It wasn't like that one weird season where it was their cousin, the other cousins, the other Duke brothers, or cousin, whatever that crap was. The contractual <laughs> holdout cousins. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um. But oh, I love that show and that car. Just the horn. Just I don't know. One of these days we'll have to talk about that show because I loved it. You got Roscoe Pico Train and Flash and Fossil and <laughs> Cooter and all these weird southern things. Get that I didn't them get. Duke boys. <laughs> Did you like the movie? I don't think I got through it. <laughs> so, oh, that's a shame. Mother of God. I liked it. That was by the Broken Lizard guys, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. directed by them, or by uh, the one guy, Jay Chandras- Chandra Seeker. Yeah, but the other but guys have like of, cameos. All yeah. Broken, yeah, they, of are, they were all in there. Yeah. I know uh, what's her face was in it back when her prime was really hot, but I. Jeebus oh, H. Yeah, I don't really remember it that much, but it was definitely was because I love the show so much that I probably just was. That's not real. That's not how it would happen, and just be all ridiculous. Scott, number one. My number one is the Aston Martin DB5, Ooh. which uh, first appeared in Goldfinger, and then yeah. the most lady, uh, Inspector. Or was it, no, not was it, Inspe- well, it might have been Inspector, but it was in uh, Skyfall. Um, it's just a sweet ass car. Uh, it's kind of disappointed in the the. Daniel Craig, the very first one, he, he it might be another Dodge Charger that he's driving around in, because <laughs> you know the contractor was up with with the uh, BMW at the time, which was like all the Pierce yeah. Brosnan movies. Um, so yeah, he had to drive an American car. Uh, yeah, the Aston Martin DB5. It's just an awesome looking car. That's my favorite, uh, and it was James Bond's I, car too. So. Yeah, I don't. Nice. I remember that's, all the James Bond great. cars being cool. So, but I didn't choose them because I thought that would break the rules because they all had gadgets and stuff added to them. But apparently, that's not against Since, the rules. So, well, no, because you could actually, if you had the money, you can go and buy one of those. You can't buy a Blade Runner flying car. Yeah, but I couldn't buy them with all the Q additions to it. Well, the buttons would probably make noise and stuff. <laughs> Beep, boop, boop. Pew, 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 pew. 
All right. Let's uh, rate this and then get into some uh, listener uh, information here. So, yeah, Alex, since you picked it, you rate it first. I'm going to give Cobra a solid four, right in the middle. Wow. That's generous. Yeah, I know it is generous. <laughs> but I really like that they tried to also not make it a typical 80s action movie, even though it turned out to be that, by adding like some very horror-type uh, elements to it. And the dude was yeah, it was a really creepy villain that I dug, especially when he was painting his hair with motor oil, I want to say. I don't know. <laughs> but, oh, that was, like, dude, that's motor oil. Don't do that. Creepy. <laughs> All right. Um, I give this a two. Um, <laughs> I'll give it a high two. It's it's very close to a three, but uh, it's, it's a two. It, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. But there's a lot more wrong with it than there is, right? I can't see myself watching this again. By that criteria, I have to put it this low. Um, so yeah, two for me. Scott? Uh, yes, I give Cobra another two. Uh, yeah, I, I, you pretty much summed it up, Jeff. Not the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, I, I, watching it again, I was pretty much irritated with the movie from beginning to end. Uh, like the action was was felt was tame and boring. Uh, the, the final fight sequence is pretty much the only thing that, that salvaged it for me. Um, that and there, there's even even as terrible as all the dialogue was, there, there's still a little bit of fun to be had watching uh, Sly Stallone spit out these one-liners. So quote unquote quote unquote one-liners. Yeah. So yeah, a two. Like as a, as a bad movie night movie, it's pretty good. That's about all I can say for it. Yeah, seven. As a bad movie night movie. Yeah. All right, Alex. Let's let's get some listener reviews. Listener comments. Stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Our uh, one-time guest and listener Clayton, he <laughs> he didn't understand what the car thing was about. Oh. But his number was no is one of the only things. <laughs> it was about real cars. Real cars that you could just buy. You could buy any of these cars I listed. <laughs> it, it sounds like, can you buy a flying car? I said a DeLorean. I said you could buy a DeLorean. And that is a very real thing. You could buy a fucking DeLorean. Yeah. Do you, do you want to buy the flying DeLorean? Because you can't. No. I want a, a, ground, I want a ground-based go. DeLorean. Yes, and you can buy That's that. what I'm so saying. It's on the list. It's, Clayton says, it sounds like best car that actually exists as an off-the-shelf model that has appeared in entertainment. See, Clayton got it. In that case, his one and only car on the list is School Bus. Because <laughs> you know some shit is going down versus School Bus in a movie or a TV show. It's true. It always gets blown up. Oh, I man, remember, Hobo with a Shotgun. Was it? Holy shit. Yeah. The, uh, there Super was troopers. some... Clint Eastwood movie where some psychos put a bomb on a bus, like just drove up next to it and strapped, like stuck it on, and then Clint Eastwood fortunately grabbed that bomb and then threw it back in the other car, and it exploded. That was pretty cool. There was the the gauntlet where he made a school bus, like he a teamed a school bus. Yeah, because that's right. like, <laughs> every criminal in Southern California was shooting at him on his way through L.A. Mm-hmm. It was like Precinct 13 if the precinct was yeah, a bus. Exactly. Yeah. So, that's right, Clayton. And also, he complains about Cobra's name, Cabretti, being the worst name in movies. He says, 
were David Pythonovich or Wellington Anaconda Donaldson <laughs> already used for something? <laughs> uh, good they call, must have, They must have been taken. <laughs> Man, I hope you come on and join us as a guest again soon. <laughs> and uh, good old listener Daniel. He rates Cobra as a five because he hasn't seen it in forever, but he oh, remembers it Daniel. being meh. He he must think that we're still doing on a one to ten basis. No, this is one to seven, Daniel. So we're gonna translate that into like maybe a three or a two for you. Uh, and his favorite cars are. Um, he might stand <laughs> by that. Five. The Ecto. Okay. Let's we'll see. All right. Well, let us know, Daniel. His uh, number five car is Ecto one. Oh. So that hearse that's driving around, that's pretty cool. Number four, and Jeff, he says, don't judge him on this one. Herbie, Herbie the love bug. <laughs> Number three is uh, the Olds Tornado in Dark Half. I don't know what that car is. I don't is. know what that is either. Hmm. We'll look it up. It's probably cool. This is number three. Uh, number two, Mad Max's Pursuit Car. Ah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. And number one, this one almost made my list. Christine. Yeah, I thought about that one. Well, you're going to buy a haunted car off the factory line, too? Hey, well, haunted cars. If it's old enough. (laughs) Good list, But yeah, thanks for your... (laughs) Good list. Thanks, Thanks, guys, for participating. And please, keep them coming. We we enjoy these very much. And if you don't understand what the topic is, let us know. So... (laughs) Yeah. Because you're not the only one. Somebody with, you know, that's reasonable will explain it to you. Yeah. Not the wild card. That's me. (laughs) All right. Speaking of wild card, Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Super Bowl happened. It was, uh, from what I caught of it, it was a pretty good game. (laughs) Two history-defining moves. In the Super Bowl, no, no, they mentioned that no team had ever come back from a two touchdown deficit in the Super Bowl. That happened. No Super Bowl game has ever gone into overtime. That happened. And despite all the odds, the whitest team won. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alex, I'm going to ask you for the third time. Yeah, all right, Kip Kaepernick. It's not Kip Kaepernick. <laughs> Who is the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons? I'll give you a hint. Ah, He's got two first names. Ricky Bobby. No. Wrong. wrong. First of all, not real, but wrong sport. Uh, Ron Jeremy. Definitely not. Wrong sport. I I, I like that you're coming up with names that are both first names, but you're you're still wrong. And they're famous. Still wrong. Oh, okay. And no, it's not Steve Dave. It's like, well, I told him. All right. Matt. <laughs> Matt. Kaepernick. <laughs> All right. oh, I, yeah. Matt Smith. Close enough. Let's move along. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it was a good game. I, I lost a bet, but it was still a good game. And Atlanta, I'm sorry. Burn, burn, burn. Yeah, sorry, Atlanta. Burn. Burn. All right, it's time for Neum News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, I'll start off with a review. I, I managed to see one of the movies that's nominated for an Academy Award here. 
Uh, best picture. I, I, be, I believe it's Best Picture. Cobra? Uh, no. Uh, not Cobra. Oh. It's Cobra 2, The Revenge. Yeah. Uh, no, The Arrival, um, starring Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. Uh, yeah, you saw that too, right, Jeff? I, yes, I did. Dir- that is directed cool. by, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's a French-Canadian guy. Denis Villeneuve. Denis, Denis Villeneuve. Kip it's Kaepernick. Kip Kaepernick. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this is a, I, I really liked it. It was a solid sci-fi uh, drama entry. Uh, it was nice to to be able to to watch a sci-fi movie that wasn't some big tentpole uh, act like not necessarily action, but huge blockbuster. Um, as much as I enjoyed Interstellar, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to tone it down a little bit. Um, I really liked what they did was with the with the aliens in this. Uh, without with, it wasn't her dad. No. And without spoiling too much, uh, some of the science they delve into as, you know, of the eponymous science fiction. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I highly recommend this. I had a great score. Uh, I really liked the way it was shot. Um, yeah, one of the better movies I've seen in a long time. Jeff, did, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Not really. I mean, I think I said it when I gave my review back in the day. Yeah, was, I agree with everything you said. It's one of those movies I really want to talk about, but yeah, but spoilers, I'll give we we shouldn't say anything more. But yeah. it's one of those movies I hope we can review in the, over in a year or so or whatever. Because um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Everything you said was right on. And uh, that director is also the director who's doing uh, Blade Runner. Yes. And, and I don't know if this is going to steal your news. They just announced he's going to do the new Dune movie. Yes, so uh, yeah, I was going to dovetail that in. So yeah, he he's tapped to do all these big sci-fi projects. Uh, if Blade Runner turns out all right, then yeah, I'll have high hopes for Dune. Uh, as far as Dune is concerned, there's really nowhere to go but up. Uh, I'm on record as not being a David a David Lynch fan. <laughs> Um, for starters, so I won't get, uh, I, I won't take too much more time because we're running long here. Uh, but, um, the sci-fi series was okay. So it'll be, it'll be neat to, to see, see, get a uh, big budget, I guess. Although that might hurt it. I don't know. <laughs> I also want to see the Neville Nil, uh, directed on another shoestring budget and see what he comes up with. Um, with the, uh- a dude with a sock hand first. Yeah, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, or an people answer, with shaved heads for no reason. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, just a little. Wait, one more thing. Before, one more thing before you leave. If you guys haven't seen his other, one of his other movies is Serpico. Uh, uh, I want to say Serpico. Sicario. Yeah. Yeah. Sicario. Watch. Watch that one. That's really good. That came out a couple years ago. Yeah, so, so. yeah, he's real, the real deal, as it were. Yeah, this guy seems to be the new guy. He's the guy. He's hot, hot, hot. Like Troy Duffy. Yet another, yet another non-American <laughs> stealing all Hollywood gerbs. <laughs> oh, okay, at least he's not playing an American. He's yeah, he's direct. Yeah. Uh, G'day, I'm Logan. <laughs> Oi. So and oh, I'm Professor X. So I was a little disappointed no, no, with the no. uh, 
Super Bowl trailer. So for the trailers, uh, you had some new footage for Logan, which was cool. Uh, some new footage for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which was also cool. But I was expecting there to be like some big new trailer, and really the only thing that that had a lot of new stuff in it was Pirates of the Caribbean, which I don't really care about at this point. Uh, yeah. Like DC dropped the ball. I don't. Was there any DC trailers? Like there definitely wasn't a Wonder Woman trailer, right? There, there shouldn't be another DC movie, but here yeah. we go. Um, no, I don't remember any. See, so yeah, it was all Marvel. Uh, and Transformers. And, Jesus Christ. So, so <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about this, but I remember Jeff, um, probably on the podcast, a long time ago said, oh, hey, there's a new Transformers movie coming out, and it's going to have Excalibur in it. To which I immediately said uh-huh. Jeff was full of shit. <laughs> sure <laughs> enough, there's Anthony Hopkins and fucking Excalibur. Uh-huh. And, and Mike Wahlberg. <laughs> it's what? Just... No. <laughs> oh my God. What? No. Not you, not you, oh. and not you. Yeah, God. I, I, I always thought it was like... It's almost like a Saturday Night Live skit at this point. It's just <laughs> like nothing's too ridiculous. But anyway, um, so that that was that. Um, but speaking of DC, uh, I don't believe we talked about this, but Ben Affleck is out as director of the Batman, the next uh, standalone Batman movie. Uh, he still says that he's on board to star in it, uh, but he doesn't feel like, at least according to him, like he can do both. It's too much work for him to be in front of the camera and behind it at the same time. Uh, so no new director has been announced yet. So we'll see. Uh, I I really don't know how I feel about this. I think Affleck is a very solid director. But yeah, maybe it would have been a mess if he was trying to do both. But then again, it's the DC Universe or Cinematic or whatever the hell it's called now, the DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah, DCU. DCU. So it's all going to be a mess anyways. Uh, yeah. So might as well have a director come on board to do uh, do the job for him. Or do what the suit's telling him <laughs> to do. Ruin yeah. another movie. Yeah. Yeah, I just think DC doesn't know. They just keep messing around. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, so, so it's re- like tying... It's a shame. Tying into that, they, they had to switch directors for uh, Wonder Woman... Um, I guess they're already on their their second director for the Flash or the, or the second pass on the script or something no, like it's in development hell right their, now. Their fourth director has quit, yeah. and now it's back to a page one rewrite. Oh God, well, that's gonna be a great oh, movie. Jeebus. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think the Flash goes back in time to rewrite his script, <laughs> and then just sets a horrible chain of events in motion. Yeah, the, DC movies are good, yeah. and the world ends. Yeah. The only thing that sounds like it's actually kind of on track is uh, Aquaman, Aquaman of all and, things, of all the properties. <laughs> the irony. And they've just announced more actors they've casted for these characters. And actually, I don't know anything about Aquaman, but people who do know stuff, they're saying they actually are bringing in some cool characters. And this is by James Wan, who's done you know all the Conjuring and. Didn't he do the the last uh, Fast and Furious? No, that's um, Justin Lin. The other, he yeah, has the other Asian. No, I could have sworn Justin Wan did one of these things. 
look this up real quick. But um, could be. So, yeah, things are looking bleak on the DC side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think everyone's kind of in that. Hopefully, Wonder Woman comes out okay. And then you still have the other one that's Justice League, which is already being made. Is that Zack Snyder again? So, <laughs> eh, we have Marvel. Yeah, no, no yes, Thor. We do. Thor. That's next. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Well, Thor is this year. Oh yeah. So is Guardians, yeah. right? Yeah, so Guardians is the spring, and yep. Thor is in May, the, May 5th. And then Thor is in the fall. Okay. So I think that's kind of their schedule. They have a spring release and a fall slash winter release. Okay. Uh, well, that's, that's all my news. John Wick next weekend. Looking forward to it. John Wick dose. Oh, yeah. It looks like John Wick's 2 slash Matrix. <laughs> yeah, they, they, get, they got Morpheus in it, so... They got yeah, they got him, and then there's one scene where literally yes. the, everything else pauses around him, and he's walking through the city, and everything's still. And I was like, "Wow, where's the woman in the red dress?" Because this is yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence. Don't call me Larry Fishburne. Yes. All right, all right, um, Alex. I got nothing. You got anything to chime in about? Nope. All right. I'm good. All right, that wraps up this week. Uh, but next week we're going to be talking about. Fight Club. Soap. Soap. Yeah. So don't break the first two rules, but you can tell people about the podcast. That's that's a rule yeah. you can tell. You. I mean, now that you are, you jerks, just do it. Yeah. That, <laughs> you can break that rule for us. Yeah, you can break that rule. <laughs> All right. So Tyler Durden, Fight Club. Watch it. Review it. We'll talk about it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Mm-hmm.